what is the biggest challenge to the counselor in their experience during doing counseling with the patient? I think some of the challenges we uh, discussed in this lecture when I spoke about being burned out, their vulnerability, uh, their mistake counter transference, uh, dealing with uh, uh, resistant people. Uh, so all these actually are challenges to uh, the council. So most of them are answered in, in this question. Ya, tadi berarti tadi sudah dijelaskan ya tentang uh, dari pertanyaannya uh, Elsa ya, pertanyaan Elsa. Apakah setiap konselor menemukan alasan jawaban menggunakan firman Tuhan sebagai sarana penyembuhan bagi jiwa yang bermasalah? Jawabannya iya, tadi kita sudah dijelaskan. Uh, mungkin kalau kali ini mungkin kalian agak sedikit membaca ya tadi ya, karena ini sudah tadi sudah diterjemahkan semua. Nah, memang... Ya memang kita seorang konselor bisa mengalami kelelahan tadi dikatakan Serna. Another question, how the counselor can help if someone has a long time bitterness? What best solution to his life? Is there any effective and will it change? Is there any effect and will change his life forever or meaning become a different person not like before getting bitterness during the process of healing? Okay, uh, jadi ini pertanyaannya Widya ya. Seseorang telah mengalami kecewaan yang berdalam, apakah kepercayaan seseorang itu akan sama seperti dahulu seperti dia merasa kecewa? Jika tidak, kita sebagai konselor, solusi apa yang dapat kita berikan kepada orang itu mengembalikan kepercayaan So, I will answer the second part before this, the first part. The second part... Jadi, dijawab dari bagian yang kedua ya, sebelum yang pertama. Is there any hope for this person who has long time bitterness? To be a different person during the process of healing. Apakah ada ada harapan bagi orang tersebut uh, di saat dia di dalam proses penyembuhannya? Definitely, there is hope. Hope in in God, who is the healer of our souls, bodies, and spirits. Jadi selalu ada harapan karena kita meng, kita mengenal yang namanya. Ya Tuhan kita adalah sumber dari uh, kesembuhan itu sendiri. So actually, if we ask how the counselor can help, number one actually, to give the counselee hope that he can be better, he can be completely healed from the long time bitterness. Jadi bagaimana dia sebenarnya dapat disembuhkan dari... Uh, Kepahitan yang dia miliki yang mungkin sudah cukup lama. There are four points here I want to mention. How the counselee, the counselor, help the counselee to deal and to be healed from the long time bitterness. 
Jadi nah ini mau ada contoh bagaimana seorang konselor itu membantu uh, pasien dari kepahitannya yang sudah cukup lama. Number one, healing comes from God. So without strong personal relationship with God, I cannot be healed from this long time bitterness. Jadi nomor satu adalah ya bagaimana dia um, kembali mengenal Tuhan ya. Karena bagaimana uh, kepahitan ini yang sudah cukup lama akhirnya bisa disembuhkan. Also the second point we need actually a support system because the without support system I cannot be healed. Yang kedua adalah dibutuhkannya ya dukungan ya sistem yang mendukung dia. And the best support system, the best two support system, is the church and my family. So I need to be active in my ch- church and actually keep a good relationship with my family. Dan yang berikutnya adalah bagaimana hubungannya gereja dengan keluarganya. Karena hubungan ini sangat penting untuk mendukung uh, seseorang yang sedang dibantu ini. The third point is to avoid self-pity. I mean to feel that I am a victim and I have nothing in my hand to do to improve my life. So I need actually to get rid of this victim mentality and not falling into self-pity. Nah, di mana yang yang berikutnya adalah uh, men, men, apa, membawa dia atau menjaga dia supaya dia jangan mengasihani dirinya sendiri. Gitu. Bagaimana kita uh, membantu supaya yang dibantu ini uh, tidak menyalahkan dirinya terus-menerus. Another point is to see if there are any spiritual diseases that delaying my healing. Like in body, if I'm diabetic, any wound will take longer time. In the same way, there are spiritual diseases can delay my healing, like unforgiving spirit, arrogance and pride, oversensitivity, All these things can delay my healing. Nah, apakah ada masalah penyakit kejiwaan di dalamnya yang tadi dikatakan? Ya seperti uh, ya mungkin dia punya uh, rasa kesombongan atau rasa yang lebih-lebih daripada itu. Nah ini yang bisa menghambat penyembuhan untuk proses penyembuhannya. So these are the four points. Encouraging the counselee to have hope, then uh, your healing comes from God. You need support system, church and family, uh, and other support system, Christian support system. You need actually not to fall into self-pity and victim mentality and see if there is any spiritual illness or psychological illness that delaying the healing process. Dan ya itulah yang tadi sudah dijabarkan ya bagaimana ya kemampuan daripada konselornya lalu ada sistem yang dibutuhkan untuk bagaimana 
membantu uh, pasiennya dan ini adalah sebuah proses yang mana akan membantu uh, pasien untuk dapat uh, mengalami kesembuhan as a counselor how to keep our right motivation is it fine if we compare our life experience with the issue of our clients sebagai counselor bagaimana kita uh, menempatkan motivasi kita selalu di dalam yang tepat apakah ini baik jika kita bisa membuat satu pembandingan uh, pengalaman kehidupan Self-examination and self-awareness of my motives very very important and actually I need to examine myself regularly like on a daily basis to see do I have the right motivation or not jadi untuk kita mem- apa, mengenal motif kita mengapa kita ingin menolong seseorang Ini sangat penting ya bagi kita sebagai konselor. Also listening to the feedback from the counselee can help. For example, if the, my counselee tell me, why are you angry at me? Why you look frustrated? This actually can make me think maybe here actually I am counter and transferring something from my family and I'm bringing it to uh, the counseling session. Jadi kita harus mendengar masukan-masukan dari apa uh, yang disampaikan oleh uh, yang kita bantu ya. Kita harus mendengarkan terlebih dahulu nomor satu. So maybe when I examine myself, I find this anger was originally directed toward my son or my dad or my spouse. But here in the counseling session, I redirected toward the counselee because he reminded me with these people. Jadi waktu kita mendengarkan dari orang-orang dari bapaknya atau ibunya atau uh, istrinya itu semua ini untuk supaya, supaya kita jadi tahu uh, sesuatu yang mungkin yang kita ketahui ya. Jadi kita mengingat sesuatu. The third point, so first point self awareness and self examination. Second point listen to the feedback. Third point as I said we need to be counselly to other counselors and and get their advice and their direction. Lalu yang ketiga adalah bagaimana kita mencari masukan-masukan dari teman-teman kita atau konselor yang lain. And the second part of the question is it fine if we compare our life experience with the issue of our clients? It is okay as long as it does not affect my emotions toward the counselee. So I will not fall into this emotional entanglement that I explained in this lecture. Jadi, uh, pertanyaan kedua, apakah kita boleh membandingkan pengalaman-pengalaman kita atau isu-isu itu kepada uh, yang kita bantu? Jawabannya boleh, tapi selama jangan, uh, jangan sampai emosi kita pun itu dibandingkan. Uh, Ada emosi dalam pembandingan itu maksudnya. So, some actually personal experience can enrich the counseling session, but some personal experience can actually hinder uh, the, the, the counseling session, especially if there is wrong motives behind this uh, experience or comparing this experience. 
ya jadi pada saat kita mau menjelaskan pembandingan ini kita harus tahu dulu yang yang kita hadapi ya jangan sama karena kita kalau kita, kita mengerti motifnya nah ini mencegah hal yang tadi yang dikatakan yang bisa membiaskan gitu loh hal-halnya talk about the wrong motivation which can hinder counseling can you explain how a counselor can examine himself that he has a wrong motivation especially in consideration it is already in his nature or something he does not even realize if possible please give example of each motivation thank you and i think what helps here very much when i myself seek counseling for example if i find myself not comfortable with one of the counselee maybe i don't know why i'm not comfortable but when i go to my counselor and discuss with him why i feel this way this can actually enlighten my eyes and to understand my own wrong motives jadi ini ada pertanyaan dari david membicarakan tentang uh, motivasi yang salah ya bahkan apa mem- menghalangi ya uh, sebuah perjalanan apa konseling gitu jadi bagaimana seorang konselor dapat me, me, apa, me, menganalisis dirinya bahwa ini sebuah uh, motivasi yang salah? Uh, Another good practice that after every counseling session, you need to spend 10 to 15 minutes reflecting on your emotions, your thoughts, your feeling toward this uh, uh, during this session and what are the reasons behind your feeling or your thoughts for example if you feel attracted to a certain counselee or you feel angry or frustrated so reflecting on your feeling your emotions your thoughts during the counseling session very important and this best to be done few minutes immediately after the counseling session Uh, jadi kita membutuhkan uh, yang pasti kita membutuhkan uh, waktu ya untuk kita merefleksikan terlebih dahulu ya untuk dalam hal konseling ini seperti itu. There is another comment from Henry Wonuk. It's like a comment more than a question. He said, Sayedna, what I imagine for myself summary from listening to your great lecture from is like We going to the gym. Counselor is like personal trainer. So when you go to gym, you have trainer. So counselor is like personal trainer. He has to be healthy and and health first before try to help trainee uh, the people I'm training. A counselor has to be training with a specific skill and lot of hours to make his muscles before he help others and motivate them thank you henry that's a very very good comment uh, yes uh, we need actually to take care of our psychological health and be healthy and and this will not come just uh, sorry uh, ya kita perlu sekali menjaga kesehatan uh, psikologis kita so the comparison here between the trainer in the gym and the counselor is very very good comparison 
Jadi bagaimana tentang uh, analogi tadi ya, analogi tentang di tempat apa latihan di gym ya dengan konselor ini ya, ya ini sebuah uh, gambaran uh, inilah apa tem- untuk sebagai dia sebagai konselor itu sebagai pelatih. So as the personal trainer build his muscle, take care of his health in the same way the counselor should actually take care of his psychological health and get all the skills that he needs. Jadi bagaimana konselor itu dia harus bisa menjaga uh, kesehatan psikologisnya juga dan bisa memberikan apa yang dibutuhkan. And I remember I told you last week not just because you took some lecture you can go and do counseling. Counseling needs training and thousands of hours under supervisor in order to be able to discover any wrong motive in your heart. Jadi bagaimana konseling uh, itu membutuhkan plat- latihan-latihan ya. Termasuk sampai bagaimana kita bisa me- melihat atau menganalisis uh, kita punya tujuan di dalam uh, sebagai kon- dalam konseling ini ke dalam hati kita. And I get another comment. So it's really important for a counselor to actually own his own personal training initially and in, continu- in continuation. I like in continuation. So it's not only just I trained myself, now I have the experience and I stop training myself. But even after I I started practicing counseling, I need to continue what we call a continued education. I continue to go to a counselor to help me. So the training process will be a continuous one. The training, not only in the beginning, but the training should be during my whole life, as long as I am practicing counseling. Jadi Pak, latihan di dalam bagaimana sebagai konselor atau untuk melakukan konseling itu bukan hanya di awal saja, tetapi ini harus dilakukan berulang-ulang. I have another question here. Is the grace of God be a central way to do counseling? The answer is yes. Jadi ini pertanyaan dari juga. Ini apakah kasih karunia Allah sebagai sebagai pusat dan untuk dalam hal konseling ini? Jawabannya iya. Jelas. Without the grace of God, our counseling will be not effective at all. Jadi tanpa kasih karunia Tuhan ya konseling kita tidak akan memiliki nilai efektivitasnya. I think now we came to the end of our uh, time today. So uh, I am very happy actually to meet you again uh, and I hope that uh, our talk together our conversation together is helpful to everyone. It's helpful to me personally. I I like the comments and the questions that you sent today. And uh, I am looking forward to see you next week, God willing. Oke, okay, kata Saita, kita uh, mengakhiri dulu untuk untuk hari ini. Uh, ya, terima kasih adanya apa masukan-masukan, pertanyaan-pertanyaan. Nanti kita lanjutkan lagi di dalam minggu depan. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Our dear Lord, you are the true counselor. We ask you to help us and enlighten our heart 
with all these gifts and treats that we need in order to serve your people well. Hear us through the intercession of St. Mary, Mother of God, St. Mark, and all the saints, when we pray thankfully, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Be the not a temptation, but deliver us, your one, Christ Jesus our Lord, for that the kingdom, power and glory forever. Amen. Now, love of God the Father, the grace of His only begotten Son, our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, communion and gift of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Go in peace. May the peace of the Lord be with you all. Amen.